What is up, everybody? We are here with Jammers in the Rough, bringing you weekly content and looking forward to going in this offseason and continuing this weekly content. I do want to take this time to apologize for last week. Cody wasn't feeling too well, so we had to cancel Jammers in the Rough. And the fact that we didn't post that like right away, it's kind of, I know people look forward to us every Thursday. So I didn't want to take this chance to apologize for Cody on, you know, our behalf. So with that, wait, 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 Josh. No, do you no, want no, me no. to say it, or do you want me? To, do you want? Do so you want to with say that, it? we're moving forward, Cody. We're moving forward. I apologize for you. So with that, guys, this week's job of the rough. It's going to be fun. We're going to be talking off season. We're going to talk about you know in season rewards and kind of just some of our overall thoughts. Um, with that, we always have the absolute worst, Cody Waldron. We have the Josh Winter. And always, your most humble of hosts, me, Paige. <laughs> so welcome humble. to <laughs> this week's of Humble. Every time you say humble, it just kills me inside. Humble. I'm humble. <laughs> and a liar. And a liar. And a liar. I've been called a lot of things, but that's not one of them. No, tonight, you didn't call a liar. <laughs> I mean... All I'm saying is last week, Josh and I were texting before the nine o'clock spot. Hey, where's Paige? I hope he's okay. No sickness seen or heard of. <laughs> but Paige just living on his own time schedule. Oh, by the way, my bad, guys. Yeah, life happens. Much. It, was, it was for a semi-good reason. It was a good reason, but it wasn't my reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he said, she said... You know, your word against mine, who's really, who really could talk and say exactly what happened. That's it. I'm so we should probably screen, just like collect our messages. It's coming. Collect our egos, collect our pride, and let's move forward, guys. All right, so I see in chat someone thanking us for our giveaway that we did last week. That's kind of cool to see. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to pop it up. Whatever, Josh. Come on. You want to see it? You have, one, you have one job, Josh. You have one, one job. One job. One. One. <laughs> How do the fifteen-year MDs fly? Because the mind bender is banging. So the fifteen years were a little bit domier, um, a little bit more overstable, but not as torque resistant as the mind bender. Um, that's terrible. kind of. Yeah, I mean, I think they were good discs. What they were, if you're throwing like the Mako and you like that, I think you would really like the fifteen-year. Um, but if you like the mind bender, I don't recommend it jump into the 15 year. Um, they're just like not gonna fly the same. I think mind bender is probably gonna be one of those greatest discs ever made. Um, it's amazing. Like, I don't know, I can't, I can't really say, like, tell me a disc that does what it does better. Uh, it's a, I love the disc, but I don't, I don't know if I put that in the upper echelon of greatest disc ever made. I, I think mean, one of them, like, if you think about a point and shoot mid range. That can handle all arm power and still be true. Like, what's better than that? I don't think Buzz SS is better. I don't think Mako's or Rocks are better. Like, for what this disc is and how many people, like, in two weeks of bagging it, my game has instantly jumped up. My ankle tr control on all of my discs have jumped up. I'm starting to learn more about flight dynamics than I ever have. Like, this is two weeks with a disc. <laughs> yeah, but that's the archer, not the arrow. Nah, I think, I mean, because I've tried this slot so many times. I've bought, I have shelves of discs of me trying to fill this slot. What have you filled it with? Grow it. The hex? Grow it. Was that the last no, one? No, I, I mean, I, the hex was like once upon a time, but for where, where my game is at, it's been an empty spot in my bag to the point to where I put Mindbender in the bag and it is instantly like one week of throwing it. I trusted it on a weekend, like where I threw it 75% off the tees. And I just put it in my bag for a week. And I, I don't gain trust like that in a disc very often. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Maybe it's the greatest of all time for you. There it is. There it is. A man has an opinion. I didn't say the like the greatest of all time. I said one of them. As in, there's probably a I big mean, list. One of them, one of the top 300, one of the top three. I mean, it's just... But see, you're I saying like you, you're 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 doubting me. me but What's up, man? I, I, I'm not even gonna look. I know that's Manny. He wants nothing to do with you, Paige. But that's but see, up. you're saying that it's not a goat. But what's better than it? The, in the, in this slot, what's better? 
But that's well, so subjective to your game, though. It's subjective because. But I'm just asking what he what he views as better as. Oh it, no, because... I like it. it. It so I've been kind of torn. I have a a hex and a mind bender, and the mind bender moved the hex out. I still use my reactor, my glow reactor, for a little bit more stability, but it feels very good in the hand. I have not been able to play a whole lot of rounds with it, but I do enjoy it, and it's a great disc. One of the greatest of all time. I don't know. A squall. DJ I don't think squall. I've ever thrown a squall. Yeah, I've thrown a squall. They're all right. Squall. <laughs> oh, so and, 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 and maybe like, I am a little. I am definitely a little biased, but I don't know. Like I said, like there's not a disc that teaches me. Like I know everyone's like throw a putter. It's going to tell on your angles. Putters never did that for me. But this yeah. is really like instantly showed me like how much better my game could be with just a little bit of angle control and torque control and touch and all of this stuff. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I think the, like the reactor is a completely different disc. I wouldn't compare these two. I'd compare the reactor to, you know, the pathfinder and MD three. I wouldn't compare That's those why two. I said there, I use them both. The, this got the hex, this one, and this is a little beat in. So it does fly pretty straight and I forehand it only, but the, the mind bender, I will say, if you're looking to learn angles, it does, it really does stay on whatever angle you put it on. It just kind of stays on it. And the fact that you kicked like the, the hex out, like I was, I'm on record. I'm on Gemmers of the Rough last year saying hex was the best mid range that came out last year and was arguing that the hex was probably the winner of new release discs last year. I'm on record saying that it's such a great disc. And Josh, you have these records? I mean, look back into oh. going through these episodes, but I, I have said that. And the fact that you kicked out it with the mind bender just shows that it's kind of continuing to get better and that it's that great of a disc. Oh, I found the record in a folder called Bullshit. <laughs> mm. well, there you have it, folks. They need to know. <laughs> they need to know. Who is this man? Who is this man shaved? I don't know. I figured I needed to switch it up and quit being the bearded trio and stand on my own <laughs> double chin hider and just be like, you know what, guys? This is the new and improved page. I think um, you should just rock a mustache. Fuck mustache. I hate mustaches. Have you guys thrown the glitch? I yes, want I have. to. Oh, see that hard glitches thing? are great. Like they, they glide for so long. Like one speed, like seven glide. They're kind of overstable, like in yeah, like I'm surprised at it. What? Yes, you don't believe in flight the, the glitch is that, that seven glide. the seven glide, right? Seven glide one seven zero zero or something like that. Yeah, oh. I had some fade on mine when I threw it. Did it warp? And, huh? Was the it glitch? Warped? Was it warped? Was All it, was I know is. I threw it to a basket where I would throw a one speed and it went like 70 feet further because it glides so long. And that's not why I throw one speeds in my bag. <laughs> I don't want them to go sailing past the blast to get and keep gliding. I heard they're great, like warm up disc. More people call that BS. Mm. It's all the record. Right? I said there's some stability and there's some fade in there. I didn't say they're overstable. God dang, you guys are nitpicky tonight. <laughs> We're just sick of your lies. That's all. The truth will set you free. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Don't you like the trust? I'll actually have a couple trusts for you. I, I like the trust. I have a big one. Yeah, That's kind of my reactor point. slot and my Pathfinder slot. Pathfinder reactor. But I put a claw back in my bag, and I was like, why the hell did I take out of a claw? Because they're like that $200 thing. to replace. Oh, I, I never cared about the money. Yeah, yeah. You put the claw back in? Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm 100% birdie rate with it since it's been back in my bag. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. When, yeah. you, when, it's, when it's working, it's working. And I think that's because the mind bender is teaching me how to throw mid ranges again. I have, I have a mind bender to think. Oh, my gosh. This is just a, a life altering disc for Paige. It really is. I've, like, I was like literally up Labs today <laughs> talking. nonstop about mind bender, what it's been doing to my game. Like, Don't you have like an orange hucked one for me? I do have an orange hooked one, but not for you because you don't like the mind bender. I just said I like the mind bender. Just... No, 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 no. It's also like I'll probably give it to you after nationals because it's definitely in the bag for nationals. You'll probably lose it at nationals, knowing probably. You. I lost yeah. um, uh claw there last year, and it went to North Carolina and then back to me. Yeah, it was. Wow. 
It was a weird trip. So when when's when's nationals? Next week. Uh, I leave find out Monday, and so Wednesday through Saturday, I'll be there. Gomez. I don't know if they're coming to film the final round or not. There's, oh, so I mean, Gomez, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It would be cool to see Gomez start filming some uh, things off season. Some well, they more. did it last year. They came and filmed the final round. Oh, that's fun. Nice. Yeah. You were got... Nah, I wasn't even close. That's why I'm getting my revenge this year. This is it. This is it. Paige's uh, revenge on Jomez. Can you really Jomez? Can you throw a claw 400 plus? I can't throw a claw 400 plus. I can throw it like 340, 350, but that's about it. Hmm. Yeah, that's about that's about where my my pathfinder tops out at between three and three fifty. Now I call bullshit. <laughs> I call oh. bullshit, Joss. Maybe if you throw it on a roller. Oh, <laughs> you know you're lucky we're playing on different courses this weekend. Oh, I know, right? Sorry, I'm MPO. <laughs> and you're MPO. <laughs> yeah, but I, I can't see you throw your 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 Pathfinder 350. Bullshit. <laughs> I that, thing, that, thing, that thing, that thing is easy to throw. It really here. is. It's and easy. I think they're easy to throw because the mind bender has taught me how to throw mid ranges. <laughs> oh my god! Also, be the mind. Like, is is Simon right there with you? Is he like every time you say mind bender is like a dollar being slipped across <laughs> your desk? Slipped it in the bank. Simon just keeps. <laughs> I just found a CD two, guys. <laughs> so you found a CD two? Yeah, it's all collected. My I've been needing a flippier CD two, and that's exactly what this is. Cool. Why is it? Why are you holding it like that, though? Because there's a bunch of like community disc golf lounge pins in here. How do I get one of those? I don't have one. I'll just give you. I'll give you some. I'm not part of the lounge admin team anymore. Kicked you out. Kicked me out. Yeah, right. So is that all dust? Like, why are all the little things there? Yeah, it's literally dust. You need to inventory. Actually, I can't say anything. I'm not going to say that because I have no Well, let's clue. get back on topic, guys. We're talking about disc, man. End of the season. End let's the talk in-season rewards. Awards, not rewards. <laughs> so I'm just going to go through the OTB list, and we're going to jump into the discussion. So the first question is, who do you think the 2022 most improved FPL player is? Most improved. That's FPO. Mm. F P oh no yeah P O I thought you said M P O you're like mush mouth. Okay, right, I listen. The, I gotta answer for the reverse, but let's hear it, Josh. Uh, let's see. I think the F P O that dropped off more than I would ever expect them to this year was Paige Pierce. Um, I think most improved would be uh, that's hard. I mean, I think Missy did really well this year. And um, I mean, Ella Hansen's popping up there. I think but... Ella Hansen, but for me, I think Mado Hano, like Valerie. Mm, yeah, that's true. She's that's my awesome. pick. She started hot. She didn't and, finish as strong, but man, she like went. But three quarters of the year, she was yeah. the one to beat. When she, like her yeah. West Coast push from Texas to the West Coast push, that was like over like half the season that she was the person to beat. And then Tatar came. And just dominated, like, once she started, like, really breaking out. I think Ellen Hansen's a good one, but it's hard to be, like, rookie of the year, and now you're most improved. Like, clearly, like, for me, like, with Ella, like, that's a natural growth. And they kind of only turned it on at this tail end of the season. Ever yeah. since SeaTac, the A tier that they won, then they turned it on. Whereas, my like, Valerie, like, broke out, won their first Pro Tour, followed it up, and continued that. And they won, like, what, three this year? Yeah, I think two or three. Yeah, she, she was pretty much the strong runner for the first half of the season, and then Tatar came and just like exactly bulldozed everybody. And so for me, I think that's my pick for uh, most improved. Yeah, that was mine. Yeah. Valerie Mandahana would be mine. Yeah, I, I'm. I agree with that. But um, I think Missy did well. I agree with you on that one too. But, but Missy, did well. Missy did well. But that's how she always does. She always does. She's well. consistent. Yeah, she's yeah. not like she didn't go from bottom of the barrel to like Valerie Mandahano. 
probably most people didn't even know much about her before she even won all those events at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So got her name out there for sure. Definitely. All right. That's what's the next one? Beast. So this one is, what does it say? Please select eight names from the following list who you'd like to see on the second and third FPL cards at the all-star event. So this is all-star picking for FPL. So the top four aren't going to be included. And that's you. That's going to be what? Paige Pierce, Cat, um, Tatar, Tatar, and who am I? Would missing? Gannon be number four? No, Gannon's on here. Is Valerie on there? Val is on here. So then, who's their fourth? So Paige, Allen, Tatar. Who's the number four? Let me look it up real quick. Someone says Natalie Cat. Ryan. Did they put her on there? Natalie Ryan's on the on this like docket. So it's based off points. So let me. Who are we missing? It's gonna be obvious, right? So Tatar, Cat. Oh, Henna. Huh? No. Oh, that's... I'm. That's kind of shocking, honestly. No, no, no. Sorry, that's the power rankings. God dang it. So, who... but is Henna on that list? You got one job. I'm just reading. Google. Oh, Google. Uh, eh, okay. we'll figure it out. It don't matter. Anyways. No, Henry how, Bloomer. How we do this? Own? No, Own's on here. Own's up there. Own's, how do I watch an Own? Just a fun one to watch. All right, we're going to skip this one because I don't want to name eight people. Yeah, I would just skip it. I'm over it already. I know. I'm just upset you couldn't find the fourth person. Ah, Google's hard, you know? It is. You can even like, okay, Google. I mean, that's all you got to do and talk to it. Anyways, guys, let's get back on topic. So, uh, who's your most improved MPO player? (laughs) Most improved MPO? Yeah. I think this is everyone who unanimously is going to say Simon Lazat. I don't think anyone has improved more than Simon this year. I mean... Uh, yeah, my, uh, that's no, a hard say, one. Josh, just that's a that's a hard one because he's a great player. He got injured and he's improved from his injury. Yes, but I, we all know. But even as a great player, yeah. like we know no, when it was his last like, MPO win, and then he follows it up with four wins in the season. That okay? He, you're right. He has improved. He has and he made it fun. There was, a, there was there was a point to where like people like were writing him off of like never going to be able to win. On a non like golf course type course, you know, he's always fallen short. Like he had one chance to win it last year, which was his battle with LeCastro and LeCastro won. And then but it's like that was one chance. This year he had more opportunities than that and pulled it away four times. Like I just think it's hard to beat four pro tours when you haven't won one since 2018, 2017. Yeah. I mean I you're right. From he has improved a lot this year from going from having an injury and falling off a bit. And people, but I want to hear what you're going to say. Like, I want to hear besides Simon, who are you thinking? Oh, because Simon would be my pick. Um, uh, is it Alden Harris? Great. He's improved a lot this year. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he came in, like, came in. Recently, I've seen a lot of improvement in his game. He's getting into uh, you know league cards. He's doing really well. See, I'm going right back to Simon though. Simon did improve, but the thing is, is that people when Simon won, people were like, "I can't believe Simon won." It's because we all know Simon's capable of doing it. He fine tuned his game uh, back after an injury, but we all know what he's capable of doing, and he's fine tuned his game to play golf and not. I don't know. I I feel like it's the opposite with Simon. Like everybody wants to see him win, but he's always he's not. He was never what you would consider a winning pro. Mm. Yeah, but everybody wants him to. I think Gannon Burr is probably the next most improved. Yeah, like he just leapfrogged everybody to be top three, top four MPO at seventeen years old. Exclamation! Like what was that last week? Two weeks ago? Just like and yeah, and he won a major. So then. He won what two pro tours and a major this year? Mm-hmm. I'd still put Simon a, as more improved, just from like if you were going from if you put it purely mathematical from tenth to second, you know he improved this much. Yeah. But 
as far as who's better, that would be a tougher argument for me. Like who's the best player? Cause I mean, Ricky won by points, but Paul won, you know, so that's when I think it gets a little bit more interesting. Well, let's talk about that. Like, I feel like the best player in MPO, like if you were to have an MVP of this season, I think Ricky Wysocki is hundred percent it. I don't think there's even any question for Paul McBeth or anybody else. No, 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 no. It would now, if Josh, it, are you is this coming from your heart or from the stats? Stats. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going on stats. I feel like Simon would get the MVP this year based on his wins, his points. I mean, I mean the points are based on they both won four. The only difference is Ricky also won a major. So there's yeah. four plus a major. So how does Simon like Simon? I think it's definitely a second, third place, and he has four wins. But Ricky capped that off with a major win, and that's like that's I think the only difference. Yeah, that's a close I'm one. Looking, I'm I think it's this. extremely close. Yeah, yeah, but that's a uh, but that was a great question you uh, you you had, Cody. Is like, are you asking with like the stats or your heart? Because like I think they're so close, and my heart pushes Simon over a tad bit more. I like I you know I love watching them both, but I just seeing Simon's story this year is one of those ones. Oh, I think this is a story that's going to make a great like 30 for 30 in like 10 years, like this yeah. year for Simon. Um but I also just don't think Simon's played enough tournaments this year to uh really you know be in a lot of that contention. Percentage-wise, I think he's his percentage of winning is probably the best this year. Um, compared to anybody else, but I thought well, he didn't win a major. I'm sorry, but the 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 PDGA Championships isn't a major. But people, it's on that teeter teeter totter oh, line. He just lost. He just lost it to Simon right there. Nah, over. It's over. It's it, over. So, right, so put he, it this way: if they played each other, ten, it was if it was just Simon versus Ricky, five different courses. Who wins more? Ricky, hundred percent. Ah, I don't that, know. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think. I think new Simon would beat would beat him. New Simon. Yeah, he's playing smarter. Like before, he's. he's I think it's like thirty-two well. leading towards Ricky. If it's going to be anything, you know, like because you put the courses like you know PDX Open on there, oh. you put the you know OTB Open, you put some of these courses on there, and Simon wins those two. But anything in the woods, I think Ricky has shown that he's right now the better woods player. Simon went 1032 to 1037. Gannon went 1027 to 1043. But then that's like that's yeah. like when you start to evaluate, I feel like all of the statistics that's provided, that's one of them. Like your rating jump, yeah. But then there's also, I feel like this other side of the factor, which is like these winning. Like Gannon didn't win for PDJ this year. And like I think Simon's played less than what, like six or seven? Pro tours this year? He hasn't played very many. Yeah, yeah, because he yeah because he missed a lot. That's that's the other thing with the point system, is that Ricky plays a lot of tournaments, but Ricky yeah. did miss what? He missed one, two, two. I think he main? missed like the big West Coast push. Yeah. Did he um, miss the whole thing? What was that? Yeah, did he, he had Lyme disease, so I think he set out the West or he set out this West Coast push because he had uh, his flare up. That's the other thing. He was doing this with his flare up with Lyme disease, like. Everyone talks about like Simon with his baby and like, oh, it's hard to be fatherhood and then come and win. But then also Ricky was battling sickness for a majority of the season and still winning when he was barely walking at DDO and was still top five in. <laughs> Dude, his yeah. knee was gross. Exactly. And so for me, MVP of the season, I think is hundred like for me, hundred percent Ricky. And I'm trying to be as unbiased because biasly I do want to say Simon. And I think there's a lot of like factors that want me to root for him. And I think if like Ricky didn't win one like one tournament, one less tournament this year, I think it goes to Simon. But it's just hard to kind of root against like Ricky in this year. Or like dominant, anyways. Okay. I think you're ready for the next question. Well, oh, then Josh we talked about Josh. We talked about MPO MVP. What about FPO MVP? FPO MP. Oh, I mean, it's it's, it's it has to be right. It has yeah. to be Tatar. Like, I mean, if you okay, how about this? Without let's let's put Kristen aside because that's just an obvious one. Without Kristen Tatar, who would be MVP? If she didn't 
if she so was who's, not who's a distant second is what you're asking <laughs> a distant, distant second. second well then no, it was like i mean i think i think cat had like their own struggles but you know yeah. they started off pretty strong and then a lot of mental health and then kind of battled back this last kind of you know couple of events but it's hard to mm-hmm. yeah it's hard if we're taking tatar out it's hard to say anybody but like val yeah i think so too do you well, concur Cody? he's i'm he's deep in thought. i'm thinking because it was just so like i don't think anyone would argue who mvp for fpo was like yeah. i'm just trying to think because like i said distant second who is distant second behind tatar Val started. I'm trying to think who finished the strongest, or maybe who was the most consistent throughout the year. Because Val, hot from the start, midway through, you know, kind of teetered a little bit, and then Tatar was pretty much hot from the middle, finished strong. But was there any FPO that was kind of like the whole way through, just kind of like riding that? Tatar was. I mean, when you said Tatar was hot in the middle and finished strong. That's what you said. She has never not finished strong. Yeah, that's true. I'm saying, was there? Wait, she, all did year she didn't play? Did she finish? Was there something she skipped or something she missed? She didn't go to the European Open, or her partner did. Yeah, I know she she wasn't at the European Open. I think there after the whole like she missed, she she missed a few when the whole Elaine King debacle kind of flared up. She ended up going home for a couple months and then came back. So she missed a few, um, but. The moment she and returned, didn't her partner in... have COVID, so she didn't go to some of the events, right? Yeah. Let me let me text her real quick and ask. Go on. <laughs> you flexing on us? No, I'm lying like a like a page. Like a page. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dang. Ooh, shots fired. I mean, who would be like? Who would be third? That's what I'm, maybe I'm guessing. Third. Cat, would third? It be like would be Cat and Val would be close. I think Pierce, uh, like, not, for how much we don't want to, like, give credit to Pierce, like, they still have the points there, and though they weren't winning, like, they still had what a lot would consider a successful season. If you take Paige Pierce out of the name and put anybody else's name on that and had the season that Paige Pierce had, I think we would be having a different, like, conversation. I think we hold, kind of like Paul McBeth, right? We hold him to a higher standard because a lot consider him, like, the go in this sport for both MFPO and MPO, so there's a higher standard there. But the majority of those fields would be like dying to have that 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 year, and I think Paige Pierce still had a solid year, even though it wasn't because they won like what they won the European Open, they won a couple other tournaments. Like when they were winning, they were winning. It just kind of like when they were losing, they were losing in a big way that was easy to discredit a lot of what they were doing. But I think for me, like Paige Pierce still has to be the top three this year. Yeah. Hmm. I, I I mean I'm gonna disagree to agree about that. What? I thought it was disagree. 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 You're gonna I disagree understand. to agree, so you're like you're wrong, Paige. But you know what? I agree with you. Because <laughs> I, I don't want an argument with it. <laughs> I mean, we're not arguing. This is kind of our whole thing, right? It's our whole shtick is to have a conversation. I'm about ready to call the cops. That's how pissed I. Am. I believe it. I don't know. What I'll tell them. Like, hmm. Um, I mean, Paige. I'm sorry. Like I, I understand that we put her at a higher standard, and she's a great player. But her, when she's off this year, she's off this year. It's not like when Paul's off, because Paul, he's still consistent when he's off. He's still top player when he's off. And Paige has fallen apart many, many times this season. So I don't think she. It's fair to put her in contention because of what she did the year before or the year before that. I'm just talking about this season alone. She I mean, falls. but they, they they won they won what two majors this year? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they won two majors. What's I mean? You can't discredit that. Yes, there was a asterisk next to uh, the the Champions Cup, but and they still won one. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think you're. I don't know. Being too harsh. Being too harsh. Nah. I just think too, like, and maybe this is a good segue too. Like, I think the mental health tax and toll on this year's FPO and MPO has been at an all time high. You know, you see Paige Pierce, like, just openly talking about how they lost 
you know, the will to win, you know, and they're out there struggling. You have people that literally are rolling into the off season excited to take three or four months off and get back to just like some rest and recovery. You have like some other like MPO pros that are trying to discredit events that they didn't get into and, you know, looking actively for like mental health on their, like, you know, so you're starting to see a lot of this stuff. And I think, um, with a lot of the sex, because even Cat came out and talked about it, like with but with Paige Pierce and Cat, like they've been the one and two for so long. Cat was on record this year, and it's kind of like, you know, this kind of like little curse or whatever. But Cat was on the record, it's like, oh yeah, every tournament it's me, me and Paige going back and forth, and then somebody else. And so this is the first year I feel like they really hit that wall of being like, you know what, it's not just you and Paige Pierce anymore. And I think Paige Pierce felt that on top of the pressure of like you know, overplaying their ad of being like, oh, people call me the greatest all of all time, but I say there's still a couple more to win. Like, you know, like you just have all of that overplayed commercial and hype of like her being the GOAT, but it's like, oh, what happens in a point in your career when you're not the greatest of that year um, and, you know, mental health being flared up? And I think that's kind of been rampant this year. You see it, I think, all over the Pro Tour. And a lot of people have been talking about it, but I think that to me has been kind of a crazy thing to see. Hmm. Real talk. Okay. okay. <laughs> Mental health. I don't know. Right. I'm just... No, that's good. That's good. It's, let's go to the next question. That was it. That was we're out that's of it? OTB voting. All right. Well, good job, Josh. You just rushed us through. I didn't I rush know, it right? through. I was, when the conversation dies on a question, I'm moving forward. <laughs> Speaking of moving forward, I think I'll back in this guy. It's a S line P1X, like a pen one. Ooh, is there I'm any? Ink? A... Look at this thing. It's like a good flag. And that's a flag foil. Um, no. You know, Paige doesn't want it. <laughs> I, I don't know, I because uh, my throwing putters. I just started bagging the tomb like full time, which I'm excited which about. Which run, uh, dude? I don't know. It's plastic and it flies a little understable with a flick to like flip up. Does it look like that? No, it's an idol. Was it the one with like the ghost coming out of the jack of the box? Mm -mm. Nope. Is it no. the one that shows? It looks like the terracotta army guys. Yeah, metal flake. No, D blend. It's uh, it I blend. I blend. But it's I black blend. on black on black. I blend. Uh, that's a good run. You should try metal flake. I mean, every run is good if it if it feels good to you. And the and like I'm looking for a disc to flick, uh, like a, a putter to flick. That's and, what I'm saying. Do you flick it? Yeah, I only flick it. Yeah, that's what I that's what I use this for. Just straight torque mm -hmm. resistance. I can flick it or backhand it. Mine's a bit flippy because I it I can do like little flick hyzer flips with them. Um, this one's starting to get flippy because it's getting beat in to the point of no well, return. But pretty, man, pretty spooky. This, this is one of the top five discs I've never left my bag. Love it. Yeah, I want to try out some other ones just like. I really gave this one a shot, and I'm excited that it's working out. So I want to try some other plastics. I might. I would. I would like the same kind of flight, just a little bit less flip. I'd rather just be little laser beams. Yeah, I think that plastic should do that because eye blends are, I think, start usually a little bit, but they beat in pretty quick to be like usually a flippier alternative. On some runs, they start more overstable, but yeah, beat in to understable very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, season's almost over. Gotta play an A tier this weekend. And last A tier after, of the year. Last A tier of the year. Um, which should be a fun one. Be rainy for the first two rounds and sun for the second or third round. What um, kind of course? Are we talking like open disc golf? Are we talking like tunnels? What, what are we looking at? Kind of a wooded, like technical course, not mm -hmm. really needing much distance, just needing to. Battle elevation and hit your lines. Yeah, you need a bit of distance on on the uh, Stuart Pond one on a couple of holes. Is this shampooy? 
No, it's uh, Stewart Pond in Dexter. Stewart Pond? Yep, mm -hmm. it's the first ever, what is it, National uh, Park disc golf course? It's in a national park or became a national park? It, 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 it's in a national park. Um, hmm. I, don't know, I don't know what he's talking about. I live Look here. it up. There's a YouTube video about it. It's not a national park. What is it? Uh, Federal park? It's something. It's something big. Isn't is it? It's not a state park. No, it's not. It like uh, BLM land? What is it? Uh, Stewart Pond. I want to be incorrect for it. So, unlike Paige, I'm not going to spout out some random name. Let's see. Stewart Pond. It's golf course. Um, anyways, so that tournament's going to be rainy, dry, fun. That's good to know. I have to dig up my umbrella. Yeah, and then after that, um, I'm gonna my off season is gonna be focused on um, dialing dialing in my new putt, uh, which is going pretty well so far. Uh, is this like the same putt you shared with us, no. or you bounce it oh. off a tree? Because if that's your new putt, mm. <laughs> I need a tree at every hole, please. Um, so a public course in BLM land. It's a natural area. Let's see. So then the first one in BLM, whatever. Whatever that park is in the category, it was the first. There's a whole YouTube video about it. There's YouTube uh, videos about everything. That's an awful, <laughs> awful take. Yeah, there is you, can, you can Google anything and put it on YouTube. I guarantee someone has made a video about it. Let's see. Paige telling the truth. Paige telling the truth. I guarantee. I'll if there's not one, I'll make one. It's just me saying Paige lies. But, I mean, other than... Uh... Dialing that putt in. This is uh this is my snowboarding season coming up. Super excited about it. Where well, mountain do you snowboard on? What was that? What mountain? Uh this year I'm probably gonna be mainly on Hoodoo just because uh, I'm getting my daughter and I uh passes so I can teach her. She went last year for the first time with me um and she fell in love with it, so I got us season passes so we can just uh go practice. I haven't snowboarded in like, it had to be like eight, nine years now. I haven't snowboarded, but there was like a good like four years where I went every weekend during the season. Yeah, I mean it's it's very addicting, which I'm really happy I have that during the rainy season when mm -hmm. disc golf is just a little too rainy. I don't know, like so snowboarding in the rain is terrible too. Snowboard in oh, the rain? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the rainy season turns into snow in the mountains. Yeah, um, yeah, that's climate. That right there is climate and science. Science. <laughs> so if there is one thing you were going to fix, change, or redo about your disc golf game over winter, what would you do? What's your plan? Will I change? What's your Well, what's your off-season? What are you working on? Is is your off-season going to be your putt? 100% my putt. I can do everything else. I feel like that's been your last year, though. It's all, <laughs> no, it's every year. Every <laughs> year. Every, year. Is the every year is the putt. Until I am consistent, every year is the putt. I feel like I change so much; it's my biggest falter. Hmm. But, but it makes me better at certain shots. Like if I, I've gotten myself into some predicaments that, I'm like, oh, there's that one putt style I tried. I, I feel very comfortable taking a jab at this basket because I've practiced that, like, Mayo style so much. And you quite literally mean a jab. You're just like, oh, bam. In. Bam, in. Yeah. Well, did it work? Like when you get confident in that, did that work yeah, or I mean, no? Yeah, I made a 60 footer uh, a few weekends back. I mean, like maybe a month ago. When I like I landed behind this bush, like a little past the basket, uh, and I think obstructed view, but with that little like Matteo Annie spin putts, uh, I just felt comfortable with it, felt confident, and just. Gave it the speed it needed and right into the heart of the chains for a birdie. Mm, it's a good sound. Positive. Yeah, just especially that far away from the basket for my level of play. Getting a 60 footer is like almost as good as an ace feeling. I think 60, 60 footers always feel good no matter who you are, where your level of game is. Like, that's true. I know there's like a lot of MPO that get really stoked like when they hit 60 footers. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a distance. Yeah. I think so for me, page, like, Oh, okay. I was I was, I was just going to say, Paige, what about you? I think a lot of mine is going to be like one, 
like rest and relaxation is going to be huge. I'm going to get back into the gym and kind of take a little bit of break from disc golf, just enough to kind of keep, like I'm probably just going to play enough to keep the edge on and not be like, you know, given as much of the grind as I have been and focus on getting a little bit more in shape. But then also like for me, this big off season, I want to reevaluate how I approach tournaments in regards to the preparation and what does it start to look like? And so I feel like this last two years, I've done a lot to make myself competitive. And so I, now I need to figure out how to take that next step and like truly break into the MPO scene. Cause like with me jumping up, I'm not just trying to be like coasting, not cashing or battling for last cash. I want to figure like, see what it looks like to actually be consistently cashing. And um, like, I think that's going to come with my like, like prep. And what does that do? Like, is it going to be, you know, setting up like, like putting practice field work and, you know coursework is it going to be back and off coursework and leaning more into field work um i'm not entirely sure quite yet i know my bag this right now for nationals is pretty pretty solidified so i'm probably going to lean on that like a little bit next year but for me it's really like reevaluating how i approach this game in regards to like self-strengthening uh warming up is important traveling lunch all of those things i want to re like refocus on and be intentional with how i move forward next year so you're looking at the holistic picture here where it's like everything is feeding into disc golf where if you're not taking care of your body, taking care of your mental state, it's good. That's a good, good winter plan to have. Yeah. And then like using these times to like set up new habits, right? Like if I wake up every morning and I go play three hours of disc golf, keep that routine. But now let me wake up every morning spend three hours working out in the sauna, in the steam room, stretching, yoga, all of these things so that I'm still being physically active and maintaining my schedule. I'm just not disc golfing. Because like towards the end of the year, like some injuries are flaring up. I had a lot of injuries this year. And I think, yeah, this being holistic with my approach is going to be beneficial because I feel like I have all of the shots I need to be successful in disc golf. And... I have the distance I currently need, and that's just going to take time to add more, more onto it. I have a full bag that I trust completely, and I just—I mean, I think as for disc golf, it's not necessarily where it's going to like end up because there's a lot of growth that still needs to take place. But all of these other things are what's going to allow that growth to continue to happen. Hmm. I think that's a solid plan, good goal. Yeah. What about you? Um. Mine's a little bit similar. Uh, I do want to work on putting. I feel like that's one of my biggest, where if I feel it, I'm hot and I can make most of my putts, where if I'm not confident in it, I'm just like, even like 10 feet feels like 60 feet. So putting for me and mental, like, because I know I have the skill to putt. I just can't click it with my brain where I'm just like too under, like underconfident where I'm like, I can't do this. And then I, and then I kind of live that out. The other thing is probably spend a little bit more time with family. I feel like uh, with school starting, like, you know, being a teacher in the summer, I have a lot more free time so I could spend more time with my kids and then still play a lot more disc golf. So I'm just going to have to kind of balance, you know, what I'm going to do with my three kids. Cause I don't get these years back with three little ones. And, you know, I, I just have to make sure I'm balancing what I'm doing with that time with three so I want to get my eight or my nine-year-old to come out to the course more with me if I go, you know, make that intentional. Maybe not. In, I do want to improve. I always feel like I can improve something, but maybe improve my father-son time instead of improving my disc golf skill. Yeah. So that way I can kind of not necessarily kill two birds with one stone, but I can spend time with my son and then I can also, you know, be active and, improve my disc golf but the nice thing is i have a garage with a, a basket in it and it's pretty warm out there so I, I can putt i don't think i'll hit the field as much like i went the other day and i play i could only throw like 20 times because it got dark so fast after work well it's okay then. you get darker faster Wait, when's when's uh when we put the clock back but pretty soon Did I have savings i don't yeah. know i think it's pretty soon i think it's pretty soon i think so I think we're reaching reach the top of the hour. Could be good for uh, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Cody? Uh, my closing thought is 
what a year we've had. It was we've had a resurgence of Simon. We've had the dominance of Tatar. Um, but it's we've had some interesting stories kind of weave throughout the whole year, like Eagle winning a winning and was an open or a who knows what, but Eagle winning left handed, a non dominant hand performance where you win. Incredible. Um, you had Valerie who tore up the first parts. So I just thought it was a cool year for disc golf. I think after so many years of like COVID where everything was just kind of really weird and we had a tremendous growth of the sports, it was kind of cool seeing all these storylines just kind of play out. So be thankful, enjoy what we have and what our sport has now become. So I just thought that's really cool. Like we've gone from kind of that weird hippie, let's get high and drink sport played by like, old white dudes to a mainstream event where we have people from every sort of walk of life coming out and we're getting on ESPN. It's just cool. But I think too, like, I don't think it's a coincidence that the resurgence of Simon Lizotte this year coincided with the first full year of jammers in the rough. I'm not saying Simon <laughs> listens, but clearly we have played some part in his success because our years have really matched up. And so, I mean, who's to say Simon doesn't listen, right? I mean, so if Simon, if you're listening, you're welcome. We continue to give you, you tips. can join us. <laughs> hey, can I, I will say, what was it last week or two weeks ago? We talked about the pound Rufus being too expensive. Like two days later, all I'm saying is Levi dropped the price. He said, you know what? The price is too high. We made a right. difference people. Exactly. We done it. We did it. I, that's all I wanted to do all year. I've done, I mean, I've accomplished my goal. Yeah. So I will say, though, I meant to say this earlier, but I finally found a video where I was actively rooting for Brody Smith. That was did that was wild it? to me. Huh? Did you burn it? Was, it? Just like, no. <laughs> it was a doubles match between Big Germ, Yuli, Brody and Ezra. <laughs> it's like, you know what? In all of this, Brody is kind of the lesser of the evils. So I was actively rooting for Brody over everybody else. It was crazy to see. I found myself so you, in a you weird just spot. voted for who you hated less. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hate's a strong word. Hate's a strong word. I never met the guy, but loathe. Loathe. If I see him, it's I'll probably fine. do something. I don't know. Fight him. No, I don't. Miss the I don't know. He's a pretty big dude, man. I'm a pretty big dude too. You'd have all those Brodyites coming after you. That's fine. They'd swarm I have, you. I have 20 plus years of wrestling in Muay Thai. I'll I'll whoop their ass. And <laughs> what? Didn't you do like um, bullfighting, <laughs> wild horse racing? Yeah, dude. Same thing. Bullfighting, <laughs> wild horse racing. Same thing. One hundred. Four-legged creature. You got to tame. Acting like it's different. Josh, yeah. uh, what's your closing thoughts? Um, I mean, I don't really have much of a closing thought tonight, but I will say to bounce off what you, we were talking about earlier and what we're doing on the off season, uh, every single person should have something other than disc golf they should do on the off season. We need to. Well, no, I want to say like other, just something where disc golf slows down and you focus on. All of those other aspects. No, but I think people, you know, because there's times where I dedicate so much energy into improving during the season of disc golf that's on the off season, you have a lot more time to practice before the season starts back up. You could find other things to bring you joy, like snowboarding down a black diamond. You know, everyone should do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Josh's closing thoughts, so I'm not here to say he's wrong or right. <laughs> That's for you to decide, the people. <laughs> so, with that, as we discredit Josh Winter, we'll continue to move towards some of my closing thoughts, which are championship-level courses are designed for championship-level players. I think that's, uh, you know, showcased at this last USDC and, you know, PDGA Tour City Championships. You can see that. But with that, I mean, I'm really looking what forward to this season. What are you going to ramble on about next season? Huh? 
Oh, I'm going to continue this ramble. We have a year. This isn't our closing thoughts. We have next week, guys. So if you're listening, we're not going away. We're going to fill your off-season content with this golf needs, which is why I'm like, don't listen to Josh because let us fill your disc golf needs, guys. Let us listen fill the us. void. That like, is. subscribe, follow, but don't listen to Josh because clearly he doesn't know what he's talking about. And, <laughs> Listening you know, to us and going and doing something, some physical activity other than disc golf are not mutually exclusive. What you if you listen. could could you, you jam can, you from listen. the slopes? Yeah. No. Depends on what slope Here's Josh live on as he just <laughs> slams into something. Or like from the, you just see him falling off the ski lift. Ah. I want to be doing a, an episode of Jammers and like fight a cougar or something. Become fight cougar. a cougar. <laughs> where, where did that come from? That's Josh's clue. Hey, I don't have any closing thoughts. I do want to fight a cougar while I do Jammers. I do want to fight a cougar. That'd be fun. Well, let's see Josh live naked with some like 50 year old. No, he'd have a loincloth. Josh would have a loincloth. No. Yeah. A TSA loincloth. (laughs) Performance wicking. But yeah, so for me, I mean, going to this offseason intentional, I think, is what we're trying to get at. I'm going to my closing thoughts. You don't get a double closing thought. We closed. You didn't let me finish. You You didn't let me finish. Josh started talking about fighting a cougar naked. I mean that's done. You, you ended on that. You, you know, know you didn't feel like you didn't, no. I'm gonna keep my thoughts going. Uh, cut him out. Get him out. <laughs> he said like subscribe. He did the he did. He did. He did. All right, guys. Keep jabbing in the rough. Whatever. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>